0: You're listening to the Mental Roads Podcast with host Jessica Herbert. This is episode six, The Trolls Were Right. Hello, I am Jessica Herbert, and you are listening to the Mental Roads Podcast, a podcast about learning from and getting through life's challenges. Hello, humans and any of your gingerbread eaters that might be listening. My daughter is super excited, my youngest daughter, to decorate a gingerbread house that they gave us at church last Sunday that we're supposed to decorate as a family and bring in. I'm not sure if she realizes that you're not supposed to eat the gingerbread, (laughs) but this is really just something we're doing together as a family for fun. But she'll figure it out. The point of making a gingerbread is to eat half the candy you start to put on there anyway, right? (laughs) Before we get started, I wanted to remind you that these first eight episodes in this podcast are based off of a document called The Family, A Proclamation to the World. I am taking a class at school at BYU-Idaho called The Family, and most of it is, all of it really, is based on this document. It is available to anyone. It says to the world right in it. I truly believe that this document is a great way to guide you and your family and to understand where you can find the most happiness in life and with your family that being said I cannot believe that I am already here at episode six seven if you include the mini intro of this podcast I have had so much fun getting it started and I really really hope that I am prepared enough to teach you what I want to teach you today With that in mind, I want to bring up a movie that came out a couple of years ago, and part two recently came out. I really hope all of you have seen the movie Frozen. I will admit I have not seen part two. My kids are very excited to see it. I'm actually excited to see it. But in the first movie, there are these amazing creatures called the Trolls, and in it they sing a song called Everyone's a Bit of a Fixer Upper. And you know what? They're right. My favorite line from that song, they sing, and I'm not going to sing it for you. I know you're waiting for that. (laughs) But they say, people make bad choices when they are mad or scared or stressed. Throw a little love their way and you'll bring out the best. So today we are going to be talking about forgiveness and repentance. Now, in Every single family, it is a common occurrence that feelings are going to get hurt. And disagreements can range from minor little things to you need to take out the garbage more to much more substantive disagreements and things that really, really hurt. Most of these little things happen daily and forgiveness is ongoing. We all have points in our life where we need forgiveness. Either we need somebody to forgive us or we need to forgive somebody else so that we can feel at peace, okay? One thing that I would like to point out actually comes from my psychology class. This week we've been studying social psychology and different types of theories and studies that go along with that, but one study that really stood out to me was one by a man named Zimbardo. And he did what's called the Stanford Prison Study, where he took a several of these students from the college and he placed them in a basement and he randomly assigned roles. You were either a guard and you were given a uniform and, and glasses and, and, a, and a stick, or you were a prisoner and you were and you played the role of a prisoner. But what was interesting about this study was how quickly these people, who were not actors fell right into these different roles without really having anything beforehand to tell them what was about to happen. Now, they very quickly turned into submissive prisoners or extremely cruel guards. And by the end of the week, their personalities had completely changed. They had sunk so far into these different things. And they ended up having to complete the study early and just cancel it because things were getting a little bit out of hand. Now, a good reason I wanted to bring this up to you is that even though these people were volunteers, their situation had more to do with how they behaved than their personalities did. And this is true for any of us. Whatever situation you are in, you are socially adapted to behave and act a certain way depending on previous preconceived notions that you have in your head. And given certain circumstances, the most ordinary and decent person can become a criminal. Now, I hope not all of you have reached this point where you have to forgive somebody who has hurt you this bad. But what I do hope today is that some of the things I bring up help you to find hope and healing and at least begin your process if you are at that point or if you're having a hard time with. Slightly minor things every day. I hope that these things help teach you a more positive way to view others and a more positive way to view yourself. Now, my lesson this week used the word victim for the person who needs to forgive and instead I would like to use the word forgiver because to me victim can sound like such a negative word and I know that when we feel like a victim we often feel very negatively and instead I would like to not think of myself as a victim in any situation grievous or minor but I would like to think of myself as somebody who simply needs to forgive and that to me feels like a more positive way of looking at it now we're going to start off by talking about forgiveness there are many different factors that influence an ability to forgive Okay, one of those things, like I said before, is situational factors. Okay, was there an intent to harm? Is there a repeat offense? Is your husband obviously not going to take out that garbage again? (laughs) Hopefully he will. Um, Were there apologies? Okay, was there compensation? Things like this. Your situation has a lot to do with your ability to forgive. Another thing is your relational factors. Is the one you need to forgive, are they very close to you? How close are they? And what is your attitude towards this person before and after you need to forgive them? Another thing is your personality and notice that this was last. Are you a naturally agreeable person? Do you have emotional empathy? Do you have interdependence? Are you religious? Do you have anger toward this person? Are you ruminating in that victim mentality that we talked about before? Now, why should we forgive? It would be very easy for something to happen and for you to stay stuck in your feelings because they have not said sorry. So why should you have to forgive them for anything ever? Okay, now there's many good reasons why you should forgive even if somebody has not made restitution for what has happened. Forgiveness used to be thought of as a very religious thing only, but recently mental health experts now acknowledge that it is impossible to address many emotional and even physical well-being issues without considering the relevance of repentance and forgiveness. Studies show that those who are able to forgive have better emotional and physical health, and positive emotions improve health in a variety of ways. We already know this. Unforgiveness, however, creates stress in the body that your body perceives it as a threat. Resentment, hostility, blame, and fear are all all linked to health risks. So forgiveness is not just a religious thing. It is an emotional health issue. Now, I do have a few cautions I would like to mention where forgiveness is concerned. It is not the same as a legal pardoning. You are not condoning another's actions, nor does it mean that you have to forget, okay? Another thing is that anger and even vindictiveness are natural when one has been wronged, but they have found that often victims try to skip the anger part and go right to reconciliation. You need to allow yourself time to be angry. You need to allow time for meaningful repentance and forgiveness Forgiveness demands that you recognize that there was a wrongful behavior. And hasty forgiveness undermines your self respect, your moral order, respect for the wrongdoer, even, and respect for forgiveness itself. Do not shortcut your self protective anger mechanism. Now, there is a healthy type of anger, and you want to use constructive anger that focuses your energy on on rectifying a situation and helping you with forgiveness the problem with resentment is not that we have it but that you remain stuck inside of it i'm going to use a quote from my book there's a psychologist in there named murphy who they use for a lot of the lesson but he says just as indignation over the mistreatment of others stands as emotional testimony that we care about them and their rights So, does resentment stand as emotional testimony that we care about ourselves and our rights? Before we move on to how to forgive, I would like to speak a little bit on repenting and restitution. Now, this can be a religious thing. I am not speaking about that side of it. I am simply speaking of the process that you go through in order to see yourself differently and to hopefully apologize to another human being. Now, repentance is a process of internal awareness and internal accountability. You know you have done something wrong and you are aware of it (laughs) and then it's an outward showing an acknowledgement of this inward humility and empathy, okay? Offenders need to see themselves and those they wounded with a new perspective. Often when we have something we need to repent of, we feel shame and we become stuck and it's painful. Okay? What true repentance does is that it allows you to instigate change. And this is where guilt, healthy guilt is good, okay? It allows you to not punish yourself, but you see the one that needs to forgive you in a different light. You are not submissive. You simply create this decisive turning away from thoughts and words and deeds that have betrayed the love and trust, and and you have a wholehearted turning towards activities and feelings and attitudes that can restore the love and trust of a relationship. Now, repentance in this aspect does not mean that somebody is going to forgive you. But repentance in this aspect is really for you. Forgiveness does help. And I also want to remind the forgivers that forgiveness does help people in repenting. And more importantly, it helps you just like we talked about a minute ago. Now, many times when we need to forgive, we are reluctant to because we're worried that we will lose power and that we could be hurt again. Sometimes we are intimidated by this religious mandate and we feel like we have to forgive. We know that we have to, but we don't know how. And sometimes this can leave you hardened or it can do the opposite and leave you passive with a minimal understanding that you have been hurt and that you need to forgive. Forgiveness means being released from anger and developing Empathy and it just as repenting implies a change of heart. Forgiveness is a process, it is not a product. So, again, somebody does not have to repent in order for you to forgive them. Now, here's for my favorite part how do we forgive? We're going to go with Worthington's cognitive behavioral approach to this. Number one. If you need to forgive, you recall the hurt. Do not deny yourself the feelings of pain and anger that you may have. Number two is the hardest one. Empathize and understand that the one you are trying to forgive also has feelings and pressures and pain and hopefully remorse but they also were put in situations to where for some reason they chose to do whatever they did number 3 you offer an altruistic gift of forgiveness you just be humbled by your own shortcomings and you have gratitude that you can begin to learn to forgive Number four is you commit publicly to forgive. Now, this does not mean you need to create a billboard or go around telling everybody. But when you say things out loud, those things become true. So commit publicly to forgive them. Number five, hold on to forgiveness. It is important to move forward. But deliberate efforts to stop unwanted thoughts are often unsuccessful. Unwanted thoughts are more likely to be replaced with meaningful, important thoughts. Now, when I talk about empathize and I mention the situations that the person you need to forgive is in, please know that no situation that you have created can force anybody to do anything. Everybody has their own Agency. Okay? Now, no victim, no forgiver will ever benefit psychologically or morally from clinging to a resentful sense of their own victimhood and dwelling on the past. You need to recognize the offense, but you can move from victim. To forgiver, to survivor. Validation helps you take the responsibility for your own happiness. And repentance and forgiveness should never be an if, it should always be a how. Okay? Please remember, people do make bad choices when they are mad or scared or stressed. And true healing comes through experiencing pain and loss and then completing repentance or forgiveness, okay? Now, I would like to end today with a quote from Dieter F. Uchtdorf. He says, and this is a quote about marriage, so just insert whoever you need to in there. If we look for imperfections in our spouse or irritations in our marriage, we will certainly find them because everyone has some. On the other hand, if we look for the good, we will surely find it because everyone has good qualities too. Have you ever heard the saying, don't judge a man until you've walked a mile in his moccasins? (laughs) I always thought it was kind of funny, but it is also very, very true. The trolls in Frozen totally got it right. People just make bad choices when they are mad or scared or stressed. Don't let that be you and find the peace that is forgiveness. Now, I fully believe that you can forgive anyone from anything and that it benefits you. If you are looking for more ways to find positivity in your life, go ahead and follow me at Mental Roads on Instagram. I try really hard to keep my feed positive and full of uplifting quotes and thoughts that can help you throughout your journey of the day. Um, This life is really crazy, but I have so much fun learning and I look forward to learning even more about helping others to get over and get through and become new people through their emotional challenges and their trials. I seriously can't wait to see where my education takes me. Again, my name is Jessica Herbert. Thank you so much for listening today and hopefully what you have heard here helps you to somehow navigate this crazy, wonderful, confusing, and amazing life of mental roads.